the first pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wembanyama from Nantar, France. Yeah, NBA Straya. Oh, jeez. Yep. It's a sick gym show. This is NBA Australia. I am your host, a uh, quite ill James Clements. Splitting headache, a bit of nausea, just some fevers. Fevers that won't even be cured with cowbell. Anyway, I am your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a very good website. It's called CodeBit. Go check that out. Uh, you can see this podcasting mug of mine as well on Fox Sports Lab NBA or in the paper. Every single day, all the way around this wide brown land of ours. Here in Lariama Studio, sweating up a storm. Not because it's warm, but because I'm getting hot and cold chills. <laughs> Jesus. Ugh. Anyway, wrapping up the draft for you today, talking some NBA offseason stuff. Uh, this is just a really quick one. I just wanted to finally get out the uh, the draft wrap show, which I was planning on doing Friday, but just got squeezed for time because I had to jump in the old car. So, um that's what we'll talk. We'll talk about the John Collins. That's a tall cocktail trade. CP3, Jordan Poole, etc. And uh, some winners and losers from the draft, as well as a bit of a free agency primer about who's got space, who should go where, what we should see happen, and that's about it. Uh, and that's it today. Just a really quick one. As I said, we'll do a longer show later this week, some ENRs, etc., before free agency really hits, and no doubt there'll be more trades. So let's get into it. Episode 953 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Uh, watch out for the rat attack. Oh, God. Go to Ballarat for a weekend for your birthday. And uh, then get absolutely poleaxed by sickness, apparently. <laughs> That's what was on the cards. Happy birthday, Jim. You'll be as sick as a dog for a couple of days. Good times. Great memories. Boy, howdy, do I feel bad. Uh, the big problem is Squid Dose. The baby, he's a bit sick as well. His eyes are all gummed up and... He's sniffly, and now the other squid, Squid Unos, seems to be finally succumbing to it as well. He'd been a uh, paragon of virtue and uh, health up until literally, I think, halfway through today, and now he's just gone, oh, dad, I'm a bit, yeah, I don't feel great. And old mate, she's just sort of getting over some other, like, tonsillitis as well, and she's been coughing up her lungs. So, yeah, I'll tell you what, it's been a uh, bag of laughs here at the old NBA Strayer house. Jesus. Anyway, so... You might remember on Friday, I did a live stream, hour and a half, geez, just just a lazy hour and a half live stream of the top, was it 15 picks? That was pretty fun. Uh, So what we'll do is we'll recap the draft, the first round, and uh, then we'll do some winners and losers from that today, Uh, because I didn't really, well, by the time we finished the live stream, I just didn't have enough time to actually jump on the old microphone again and do an actual rap show because it hadn't rapped before we had to jump in the car and piss off the Ballarat. 
uh, for the weekend. So, had a good time though. Went bowling, drank a shit ton, had fun with my old match. It was great. So, uh, yeah, happy birthday to me. It was very fun. And thanks to all the folks who sent me birthday messages. That was sick. I love you guys heaps. Right, so let's get into today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the Daily. Whip around. That's right. Oh, is it a whip around, is it? Yeah, it is. Jordan Poole. Apparently he's a headliner in a Chris Paul trade in the year of our Lord, 2023. So this one sort of popped off, and we didn't. We sort of hit it on the live stream, right? But we didn't hit it on the uh, prior show. So... Pool after, what, mere days after Mike Dunleavy was like, I want Jordan Poole to be here for another four years. Motherfucker didn't even last four days. Came close to four hours before he was shipped off to the purgatory as the Washington Wizards. Jordan Poole's going to average fucking 30 next year on that horrible team. I love that the Wizards are that shit. That they're just like, nah, nah, man, we're a horrible organization just across the board. A year after a generational talent is available in the draft, that is when we will tank. A year after. Thank you. That is how we do things in Washington. All right, great job, idiots. Um, But really, I mean, for the Warriors to get Jordan Poole's money actually ostensibly off their books, like that's what it feels like this is more about, right? It's going to change the way their sort of team is set up, uh, bringing Chris Paul in, but it also gets the pool money off their books in the long term. And you have that moment of like, well, they need Steph Curry and Chris Paul. It's like, it's not really about that, is it? It's more about, you know, when you play your three-guard lineups there in Warriors land, now one of them is really Chris Paul during the playoffs. It's kind of good. Does this get them over the hump? Well, I mean, they won the title last year. So I don't know if they need to get back over the hump. And I don't know if injecting like a 374-year-old point guard into your rotation is the cure to what ails you. (laughs) Unless the (laughs) what ails you is, how do we get older? (laughs) And look, Chris Paul, God love him. The point god. Fantastic. He's also 38. I feel like we should just be pumping the brakes then. You know? This is just his last-ditch ring-chasing moment, and good on him. But also, fuck him. <laughs> I know that Chris Paul like wouldn't have been traded to the Warriors unless he was cool with it. Uh, so for all the years of the Clippers versus the Warriors and all that sort of stuff, Houston and everybody, now he's on the Warriors. It's just... It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I think he'll help them. Just because, I mean, give me Chris Paul over, you know, fucking trick or treat Jordan Poole any single day of the week, right? But yikes. Uh, You're basically in this point where, look, a 24-year-old, you're trading for a 38-year-old. You're just like, look, we need to get rid of the money. Draymond, we don't want Draymond to punch him in the fucking head again. (laughs) Now you've got like that other sort of steadying veteran that you sort of was definitely missing this year, right? Off the bench for the Warriors. You didn't have your David West, your Sean Livingstons of the world out there. Now you got Chris Paul annoying everybody and just being a giant pain in everybody's ass. And you're like, I guess, well, that'll be okay. Um, but as Phoenix found out again that 
If you're relying on Chris Paul, it's like the opposite of reflex. You can't rely on Chris Paul. He always gets injured. Always. So we'll see what happens now, though. If he can just play a really limited role off the bench for the Warriors, you feel like they're about to nurse him through the uh, regular season then just go, okay, Chris, can you please just try to get through 16 games in the playoffs? 16 wins, I guess. But um, look, I'll pay it. Good on him. Not bad. Uh, other bits of news, Jordan Collins, that's a tall cocktail. He was finally, finally traded after all these years for a bag of chips. If you were like, hey, Jim, what do you reckon Jordan Collins would fetch? My answer would have been quite literally anything above the rate of Rudy Gay and a second rounder. Seriously. Where were Dallas on this? <laughs> Where was Portland? Portland were like, nah, man, we need Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant back. It's like, just get John Collins. He's like, he fills a role. He's pretty good. And get him away from like Trey Young, who fucking hates his guts. And we'll see what happens. Yeesh. Um, look. Collins, like the entire Utah lineup is just very strange. Like, really strange. So, you think about it, you've got the finisher who's out there. Actually, I don't know if you saw the finisher. He's out there doing his military duty now for the uh, the Finlandia <laughs> armed guard or whatever the fuck he has to do. Um, but they've got like a lot of size on that team. Walker Kessler, John Collins, that's a Tyler cocktail. Kelly Olenek, the Hoosier. Uh, Larry, that's a girl's name, Marketing, the finisher. THT, he's Dane oh, mate. Their new draftee, Taylor Hendricks. Man, it's just a lot of tall dudes. It's kind of fun, though. Uh, but look, I love it for Utah. They're just in like, yeah, sure. We'll take on the money. Who else is going to come to fucking Utah? I from a dude named John Collins. Right. Uh, that's it for the moment. I'm sort of wait, like the Dame Lillard thing that sort of popped off today was that uh, Dame and his representatives are meeting with the Portland Trailblazers head honchos. Now they have spoken and they are wanting to build a winner around Dame. It's like, what do you think they've been doing, Dame? They're shit at it. Ask for your trade already because I'm fucking sick of it. I'm bored. Stop being boring. You're boring me. Seriously, Dame with this ball tickling, oh, I might ask for a trade, I might not. Woo! is just fucking old. Just fucking either do or don't. Oh, hey, man, I'm on another IG Live and I'm listening to a song that says something about Miami. Ha ha. Ha. Good one, Dame. Good one. Yes, got him. You're really endearing yourselves to the generations of Fucking Portland fans whose fucking faces you're spitting in right now. Oh, would I go to Miami? Do you get the joke? That's, there's no joke, Dame, you idiot. Anyway, look, the thing is, Dame doesn't give a fuck about where or what people sort of think about him, I think. And this is the vibe. It's just that he wants to go where he can win. He wants to win. It should be very fucking clear to Dame that it's not Portland. <laughs> like... Our starting center is Yusuf Nurkic. Like, he should have walked in there like, hey, Dane, we're trying to build a winner around you, man. He's like, 
Motherfucker, we've got Yusuf Nurkic as our starting centre. He's like 40 years old now, and he couldn't jump when he was at his absolute athletic fucking peak. What am I doing here? It's like, oh, we've got Shaden Sharp, bro. It's like, yeah, cool. Anthony Simons, gnarly. Scoot Henderson's like, geez, it sounds like you're rebuilding. Because <laughs> you are. You are. Anyway, let's do a uh, wrap of the NBA draft. Draft, 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 draft. Let's do it. All right, so Spurs take Victor Wembanyama at one, Miller at two, and Scoot goes three to Portland. So Miller goes two to Charlotte, which is funny. And it's like they're showing the, you know, the phone call between MJ and Brandon Miller, and you're like, is MJ just trash talking? I really hope he is. Uh, Amen Thompson goes four to Houston. Or Sad Thompson goes five to Detroit. I loved it. This is what I predicted on uh, either the live stream on the other show or the pre draft show, right? How the Thompson twins had to go back to back. Anthony Black goes six to Orlando. Bilal Kulabali goes seven to the Pacers after a trade with Washington to end up. Uh, taking Bilal Koulibaly. So, Bilal Koulibaly goes 7 to Washington. Jarris Walker goes 8 to the Pacers. You love to see that. Taylor Hendricks goes 9 to the Utah Yaz. Kaysen Wallace gets picked up by the OKC Thunder in a trade with the Dallas Mavericks. Jet Howard goes 11 to Orlando. Uh, 12, Derek Lively for Dallas. Grady Dick goes 13 to Toronto. Jeez, wasn't his fit awesome? <laughs> Motherfuckers out here looking like BJ from the Righteous Gemstones. All right, good job, Grady Dick. Jordan Hawkins goes 14 to the Pelicans. 15 is Kobe Bufkin. 16 is Keontae George. 17 was Jalen hood Shafino to the Lakers. The Lakers stink! At developing young talent that isn't named Austin Reeves. Um... Uh, and it's like, all right, that's fine. Either way. But the entire idea of like some of these trades and shit as well, like they haven't been finalized yet, but still. Um, what else do we have? We had the Heat dra- drafting Jaime Hockers, which is pretty gnarly. 19, the Warriors took Brandon Podemski. Uh, the Rockets take Cam Whitmore, the big slider. The Nets go back-to-back, take Noah Clowney and Derek Whitehead. Blazers take Chris Murray, which is hilarious. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, The Mavs then get the 24 pick from Sacramento in a big salary dump, which I'll talk about in a minute. Rashawn Holmes is off to uh, Dallas. Love that move. Uh, They take Olivier Maxens Prosper from Marquette. Uh, The Pistons then get Marcus Sasser as part of a Grizzlies trade. And the Pacers take Ben Shepard at 26. Hornets, Nick Smith Jr. at 27. Bryce Sensabaugh at 28 to the Yaz. And the Nugs get 29 from the Pacers for Julian Strother and Kobe. Kobe Brown as the Clippers at 30. So uh, some highlights from the draft show. I mean, I was there watching it all unfold in the live stream. I'm still getting over just how bad... It was. It's like, you know what they're trying to do. And they keep cooking it so badly. Like, I don't know what the fuck Andrea Carter was doing when she's like, hey, JJ, you were like a, uh, you were an average shooter. And they came out afterwards like, oh, that was an inside joke between the two. They were joking about them before the 
before the actual show. So, the inside jokes aren't good TV, especially when no one knows what the fuck you're talking about. And then she gets out there and goes, pretend like I'm seven five. Pretend like I'm seven. Meanwhile, the pick is in. The number one pick, a generational talent. If you listen to fucking Woj, the greatest, the greatest prospect in all the history of team sports says Woj while stroking his weird looking no doubt peen just like oh my god this is the best prospect meanwhile it's like what about Gary Abler Jr. just saying anyway um, so the Andrea Carter JJ Reddick thing like fucking even Jay Billis is sitting there going what are we doing this is fucked (laughs) it was and seriously I don't know the sit downs with the parents and the uh, player did we need to do the sit-down with everybody? You know? Did we need to do the sit-down on the couch? Okay, and here's like fucking Monica McNutt just asking personal questions. It's like, I don't know. How about we show some actual fucking analysis on how they fit on their new team? And can we fix the caps? We all know that they've been traded. Just give the man the right fucking hat. This shit isn't rocket surgery. What are we doing? Anyway, so I think a clear loser is the NBA and the producers behind the fucking draft. Look, I understand that it's a really tough gig. I understand that, like, building out those interviews and doing those segments is actually uh, a good way of segmentizing a pretty long and daunting prospect. But also, fucking hell did it drag. It's like, just fucking keep it moving, keep it rolling, don't give me like, oh, the pick is in, and then we fucking sit there for another four minutes watching some fucking five foot six chick pretend like she's seven foot five. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, God. Anyway, and with that in mind, let's quickly look at the draft winners and losers. Oh, my God. I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me, Kent Brockman. <clears throat> Can we get a shot of me? There you go. There you go. In other news, uh, a tragic, mix-up. tragic mix-up today in Cleveland. Many people killed. Uh, Cleveland, one of the two, t- or one, yeah, they one of the few teams. How many were there? One, two, three, seven teams with no first rounders. This is what happens when you uh, end up trading all your picks all the time for superstars. And they get stuck in cap hell. Anyway, uh, some winners. Let's do it. The Spurs. Well, they got Victor Wembanyama. Oh, dude! Did they win, Jim? Yes. Yes, they did. Good one, me. Uh, but you got Wemby. You didn't do anything fucking silly, obviously. And then we saw the awesome photo that came out after of him standing next to David Robinson and Tim Duncan. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah, Wemby's pretty fucking tall, hey? Like, he's dwarfing the Admiral David Robinson. <laughs> like, fuck me, dead. Not bad. Uh, so I think the Spurs will be all right. Just just quietly, I think they'll be okay. Yeesh. Um, I mean, in terms of other sort of vibes on, like, them winning the draft, like, they got Wemby. That's pretty much it. And... They also got City Sissoko, and he's also French. So I don't mind this. I actually love it because you got him a French running mate. We had Bilal Koulibaly go to Washington, 
And it's like, no, no, no. We need someone around to talk fucking French with the guy. We can't have Tony Parker here all the time. He's going to try to root everybody's wife. So we'll get a new French guy in. He'll be Wemby's best mate. They can do French shit together in San Antonio, the least French fucking place on the face of the planet, and go absolutely hammering tongs. They can learn and hang out with Tony when he's around, not rooting our wives, and away we go. They've got Tim Duncan, we've got David Robinson in tow. It's going to be fantastic, but look, we got two French guys as a package. I love it. They win the draft. Utah were incredible in this one. Absolutely love it. And for them to end up with, out of the first round alone, right? So Taylor Hendricks out of UCF, I love him. His fit just feels like it's perfect for today's NBA. Keontae George at 16 out of Baylor, loved it right there. It's the exact perfect spot for him to land in Utah. And then Bryce Sensible, who is kind of like, you know, a bit of an the next pass he makes will be his first. But absolute gunner. Fuck it. Off he goes. Can shoot the piss out of it. It's just a good young haul for Utah. Like, they nailed all three of those picks. It's kind of like... I mean, anytime you've got multiple picks in the first round, you're kind of like, ah, well, you don't really focus on that third one, it seems like. A lot of these other teams went, ah, oh, well, we got to our second one, then we just went, ah, oh, fuck it, we'll trade that one. Like Indy did, right? Um, But... I love what Utah did. They're building out that team. They sort of obviously clearly lack that one super-duper star, but if Lowry continues being that fucking good, who knows what could happen next year. And if Hendricks, like, pops, if Kessler continues being really good, the ironic thing is that they should probably try to get, like, Malcolm Brogdon back. <laughs> Away we go. Uh, but, you know, get go get Malcolm Brogdon. Something like that. Just off you go. Anyway, Portland. They're winners. I mean, they're idiots, and they're blowing smoke up everyone's ass about the Dame situation, but they did get Scoot Henderson at three. It's not quite MJ behind Sam Bowie, but it's pretty good. I'll take Scoot Henderson at three. He is a fucking gun. Then they scoop the Kings at 24 to take Chris Murray, a.k.a. the shit Murray, one pick before the Sacramento Kings, which is just funny as shit. Because you knew the Kings were like, yeah, look, if we're still at 24 and Chris is there, we'll take him. Just to make his twi- his brother Keegan, just like fucking good mates, just like, yeah, off we go. Like, twins should be, you know, kept together, right? That's how they go. And for Portland to sort of just go fucking bang and take him one pick is very funny. <laughs> like, I kind of like it. He's the shit one, but look, fuck it. Whatever, it's just funny. One pick before them is just troll moves. And if, like, you're hanging out and you're playing plenty of games in a uh, NBA season against the team where it's like, oh, no, no, man. It's the fucking twins going against each other. Like, that's funny. Because, like, Portland's in the uh, Northwestern Conference, so they're not in the Pacific, so they don't play the Kings four times a year. But, god damn, it's still pretty funny. Anyway, Dallas, they're winners because they were smart. They dumped the Batans contract to move back two spots from 10 to 12. But they get the guy who they would have taken at 10 anyway. So they dumped the Batans contract to move back the two spots, get Derek Lively, and away they go. That would have been a massive win. 
Then they trade the trader player exception. Use that with the Kings for the number 24 pick and Rashawn Holmes. So they dumped Bertans to move back and ended up getting another first rounder and Rashawn Holmes for it. That is awesome. I don't really... Look, Olivier Maxson's prosper. Not convinced he's a great fit on that Mavs team. I'd rather just full-blown fucking pure shooters at this point. But still, they flipped a TPE for two players that will be in the rotation probably for the Mavs next season. So that's a win. It's a big win. Ah, Charlotte. Oh, but Jim, you don't really like Brandon Miller, do you? I don't. But look, you got to hope that he spindles Ingram or Jason Tatum, right? He's got a very uninspiring name, though. It's very Paul Jook, Brandon Miller. Yeah, man, I've got the new Brandon Miller jersey. Yeah. But they also got Nick Smith Jr. 27, which is a great snag, and so is James Nagy at 31. Look, and if they hadn't gotten Nick Smith Jr. 27, who highly rated going into the year, had an injury-plagued season, otherwise he would have been right up there. So they would have been on the loser list because they sort of they drafted for fit rather than talent. And I think if you're in the top five of the NBA draft, that's a fuck-up. Take talent, 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 superstar, superstar, superstar above, oh, this guy would fit good with LaMelo. It's like, what has LaMelo proven to be able to win ever? <laughs> Did he win the competition for most trips to the doctor for dumb shit? Ah, I tripped over a kid. Ah, I stepped on a ball. Ah. Like, I'd be like, fuck that. LaMelo, have you seen what happened to Lonzo? Like that dude's not even playing next year. He had to get, like, some fucking, like, Tommy John on his knee. <laughs> it's fucked. So, yeah, look, I don't know. I can't really trust LaMelo. A, he's never won anything, never pushed your team to basically be that much better. And if he's a ball, I mean, shit, he's been playing professional basketball since he was a fucking tiny kid. And we've seen it just wear down his brother already. All those AAU, t- like, fucking tawnies. Who knows what fucking LeVar had them playing. But still, I would have just gone, scoot, give me the scoot, 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 and made it work between the two of them. And if, you know, you go from there, like, Brandon Miller, though, unless you're really convinced, that's fine. And if Charlotte are really convinced, cool. I just don't trust Mitch Kupchak and fucking Michael Jordan's drafting record. Just saying. Anyway, Miami, they're winners. They get Jaime Hawkes. That's just such a fucking Miami player. He's going to be, like, burning down Boston next year in the playoffs or something. Uh, the Pacers, they traded back on an extra couple of second-rounders and still picked up Jarris Walker, who feels like a really good fit next to Miles Turner. I love that one. Jarris Walker, look, I think going into this draft, the way that he was being talked about, oh, yeah, he should be, like, he should be challenging for the top three. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, look, if you just watch the fucking NCAA, double, like NCAA tournament, maybe. He's also, like, you know... Bit of a weird sort of body shape, a weird sort of game, but he does give them extra bit of toughness, and I kind of like him next to Miles Turner. So let's go, Mojave King. He's a winner because he ends up with the Pacers. That's right. Uh, not sure. How do we do? We call him Australian. Do we call him a Kiwi? He is born a Kiwi, isn't he? So, uh, and I feel like also American. I don't know. I'm a little bit unconvinced about his intentions about playing for Australia. So, 
But anyway, ends up on the Pacers, picks 47. Always a good spot to end up on, I think, on the Pacers uh, in terms of development and just getting the most out of your career. Uh, Detroit, I liked Orsar Thompson at five, more than Amen, actually, uh, especially for Detroit, right? Different player. He'll help them out. I uh, wish he shot it better, but you get that on the big jobs. Just gives them some more crazy athleticism to throw around. Jaden and Cade Cunningham. It looked like uh, someone had thrown a fucking, I don't know, like a extra from Medellin just on. <laughs> it was looked like a mess. Marcus Sasser at 25 wasn't bad either. The Pelicans, Jordan Hawkins, he feels like a dude half the league should have drafted, and now the Pelicans have like four of those dudes, right? The rangy wing dudes who can shoot the piss out of it. He's a good get at 14. I love it. Just the perfect sort of pick there, so. Like, the big thing for the Pals is, like, is Zion healthy? Are we going to trade Zion? They didn't trade Zion for the draft, and here they are now. Either way. Uh, right, let's do some losers. We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Loser. 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 Losers. Uh... Orlando. I liked Anthony Black at six. That's all right. But the Jed Howard pick at 11 was a reach. It really was. It was just too much of a reach. Didn't like it. I need to get me something I can at least point to on uh, at 11 where I go, yes. This is what this guy does. This is what he did. Away we go. I understand what he does and what he does. Well, what he does and what he can what he can and can't do. Jed Howard is like, ah, all right. He's not as good as his teammate. It's like, all right, cool. Did you draft him because your his dad played for you at one point? Like a season. <laughs> it's like, all right, sure. Um I just didn't like the Jed Howard pick at all. Uh, Anthony Black, though, I don't mind it. Big, like he's a bit different to their other point guards, right? He's like way bigger than us, Cole Anthony. He's probably bigger than Jalen Suggs. Just if you had a point guard who could shoot, it'd really help things in Orlando. <laughs> so I didn't like their draft. Toronto, congrats! As I said, you drafted BJ from uh, Righteous Gemstones. Grady Dick, I don't know, like. I think I said it during the live stream, right? Like, he looks like the son of a Midwest CEO who a lawyer played by, like, Julia Roberts is trying to convict for, like, killing two hookers. She's like, I will not let this stain in my town. (laughs) And he's like, I didn't do anything wrong. Apparently not from the Midwest. Uh, It's feeling very south. But either way, Uh, just Grady Dick. I love that he went there, but it's like, you're not that guy, dude. You're not that dude guy. Yeah. Washington. Uh, what's the South Park business plan mean? Trade everyone for cents on the dollar. Number one. Number two. Draft unproven French dude at seven after trading up. Number three. Question mark, question mark. Number four. Profit. <laughs> like, I love Bilal Koulibaly. I just fucking hate him on Washington. It's like, ugh. Talk about a logjam of mediocrity in front of him, too. Just, like, if he ended up on the Pacers or Utah, they'd at least know how to use him. Washington, yeesh, you've already got Corey Kispert, Denny Avdijar, 
who are wildly mediocre, and he's going to be sitting there going, can I play? Uh, excuse me, um, can I uh, play the basketball now? Anyway, Boston are losers. Brad Stevens trying to be Bill Belichick. Hey, they got the 25th pick in the draft as part of the Grizzlies trade. Noise. Uh, wait, no, they've traded it. Uh, they somehow got Jordan Walsh at 38 and added second rounders from Atlanta, Detroit, and Sacramento. Great job, Brad Stevens. You are Bill Belichick. Uh, Brooklyn, Noah Clowney, Derek Whitehead, 21 and 22, then Jalen Wilson, 51. I don't mind Whitehead, uh, just truncated season. Noah Clowney gives him a bit of size. This is more about, I think, um, and I'll get to this in a second, the the depth of this draft, I didn't like it that much. And like 21 and 22, look, Sean Marks has got a pretty half-decent track record of just getting dudes later on in drafts and like Nick Claxton, my sweet baby Karis LeVert. Dudes like that and sort of, you know, turning him into half-decent bench pieces, etc. Or, you know, in the case of Claxton, dominating. Um, they're pretty raw. We'll see how they go. Okay, see, Cason Wallace doesn't really do it for, more, for me at 10. I guess if you really want him and you're like, well, that's our backup point guard, go up and get him. But good on you. Houston, I'm in Thompson at four. Don't mind it. Kind of love it. Cam Whitmore at 20. Oh, but he slid, Jim. That's a steal. It is. It's a steal for the wrong team. He slid for a reason. He's athletic, athletic, talented. He's got some injury history, though. And uh, he slid to the exact worst possible, too, because the dude doesn't pass and he lands on Houston. Like, Houston kept adding talent. It feels like they're going to all punch on at one point. Like, every single player on that team is going to punch on with everybody else on that team. Between Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green... Shane Goond is like, what is everyone fucking problem? Fucking bang. Starts laying motherfuckers out. Jabari Smith going, oh, I just don't even want to be here, man. And Cam Whitmore going, motherfucker, I'm better than all y'all. And our man Thompson going, God damn it. Can you drive me to Detroit to hang out with my brother? <laughs> fucking hell. And the two LA teams, Jalen Hood, Shafino, doesn't really scream a massive good fit to me on the Lakers. But... I mean, he's actually not that bad. I mean, he's got a bit of size, a bit of playmaking ability. What is like six four? Doesn't mind a bit of a pull up, contested shot. It's like I don't know if that seems like a great idea for the Lakers, but anyway. Uh, and the Clippers took a dude named Kobe. That's going to go great. He's also like I don't know my age. So yeah. Uh, in other ones, not really losers, but just sort of mares. Meh, Atlanta, I don't know that. They got that other Kobe, Kobe Bufkin at 15. Um, I mean, Golden State, Brandon Podemski, sure. I mean, cool. <laughs> I just, whatever. It's kind of it. You're like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then the other ones who are kind of like, you can't lose if you don't pick. Sixers and the Knicks, they just didn't have a pick. They just took the weekend off. They went, nah, it's fine. You guys go ahead without us. Uh, and no first rounders. Cleveland, Chicago, Memphis, Milwaukee, Minnesota, Phoenix, and Sacramento. They all had picks in the second round. Um, and that was wildly confusing. So if you're watching the second round, you're like, uh, so who's going where? Fucking What? Oh, jeez. Okay, he's going there. No, he's going somewhere. Okay, cool. Like, 
Leonard Miller going to the Timberwolves, pretty good. And the OG League Ignite, he just you want him to shoot it better as well, but he's a good talent. Andre Jackson going to the Bucks, love that. He was on that UConn team that went all the way. Uh, just it feels like the Bucks just need shooters at this point, though. I don't know if he's that guy. Uh the Celtics, as I sort of said, Jordan Walsh, he wasn't too bad either. So, Ryan Rupert from the Breakers. Ryan Rupert um, ends up on the Blazers, which is kind of fun. But, yeah, Amoni Bates on the Cavs is pretty funny. <laughs> that dude stinks. Um, Trace Jackson Davis to the Warriors as well, not bad too. But, yeah, you can't lose if you don't. Pick in the first round, I guess. All right, let's take a quick break and be back with a free agency primer, and then we'll just piss off because i got other shit to do and I feel like crap. All right, right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. Alright, let's do a bit of a free agency primer. I'll do a quick yeah nah. <clears throat> Just one, uh, does Dame get traded before free agency opens on Friday? Yeah, nah. I think, yeah. Maybe not before free agency opens, but maybe after a couple of moves are made. Yeah, so maybe nah before free agency opens, but I think he gets traded this offseason. I think that's where we land. I think it's just... Got to oh we we are committed to building a winner around Dame Lillard. It's like, have you looked at that roster? Oh, should they trade? Should they go and get Draymond Green in free agency? It's like the old motherfucker who was like half decent on defense and did fuck all else last year. You're gonna add him to the point guard, the small point guard who's about to turn 33. Do you think this is a smart idea? Because I'm not convinced. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. Um, there was also a good one from Zach Brown about the John Collins stuff. He actually, before that trade came through, he's like, hey, wouldn't John Collins fit on Sacramento? And I'm like, ooh. Ooh, don't mind this. Wouldn't mind, like, another big athletic rim runner. But I do worry if he'd sort of get in the road of the Sivlaki King. But um, turns out he ends up in Utah. So that was pretty wild. Anyway. Uh Cool, and that's, I think, basically it. I think with the year, Nas, basically it comes down to the sort of dame. And you look at, oh, well, we're going to build a winner. It's like you basically want to bring Jeremy Jeremiah Grant back and try to convince Draymond to go up the road from fucking Golden State. And it's like, all right, good luck with that, Portland. Anyway, free agency primer ahead of Friday. Uh, we'll probably tr- we'll try to do another show on Thursday just ahead of this because there'll probably be a couple more trades, etc. Uh, but for agency primer, it's going to be gnarly. Can't wait. The Rockets have got the most cap space at the moment, six, over 60 mil. So you know that they'll be in play for some shit, and they have to be. They're just going to bring in some couple of adults, I reckon. The Spurs are at 38.6 mil, Sacramento at 35. 
It's pretty funny. Pretty cool. Go Sacramento. Indiana at 32. The Pistons at 30. The Yaz at 28. That includes... Uh, actually, rather, that doesn't include the Jeremy Clarkson cap old. Uh, Orlando at 23 and OKC at 16. So the top eight uh, cap space teams. Um, but it gets a bit weird and wonky, right? So in terms of like who's going to spend the money? Who do you think will? Houston will. The Spurs might just keep the powder dry or they might try to bring somebody else in, right? So we'll see what happens. So the Rockets, Spurs, Pacers. Pacers probably should, but they will also have some, uh, like in terms of like what they can carve out, they've already got 12 players signed and they don't have a giant amount of actual, but they can carve out 32 mil. The Pistons are after that basically the 27, 30, mark, 30 mil mark. The Yaz, just behind that, Orlando. Because, yeah, once you get to that sort of 22 mil, 23 mil mark of Orlando and Co., it's like, ah, we're going to be shopping around those sort of mid-range dudes. OKC, Toronto, Atlanta. Because it's just not much uh, in the way of teams with actual cap space, so... Because literally, as soon as you get to OKC, that's it. They're the only ones with actual proper cap space. So, Pretty funny. Uh, who's actually a free agent, though? So out of Houston, the Spurs, the Kings, Pacers, Pistons, Jazz, Magic, Thunder. Jazz probably should spend some money, but you do feel like what will happen is Clarkson will come back and eat into that again, um, unless someone goes crazy with a big offer of Clarkson, and I can't see the Rockets doing that. Spurs probably don't need a Gerald and Jeremy Clarkson. The Kings have already got a lot of guards. The Pacers, they've already got a Benny Matherin. The Pistons have got a shit ton of guards. None of them fucking score probably, though. Uh, the Thunder definitely won't. The Magic could be interesting, but yeah. Um, in terms of the stuff, though, like the Rockets will spend theirs. The Spurs will like try to kick the tires and a few bargains. The Kings are the ones who should make a bit of a bold statement, I reckon. They're not that far away. If they got, say, Chris Middleton or something, that would be really interesting. Paces. The problem is Chris Middleton's not opting out to get paid less, so he should be back on the bucks. I would expect. Um, otherwise, the cap space free agents are Kyrie Irving. Going back to Dallas. James Harden. Probably going back to Philly. Fred Van Vliet. God, he'd be good on Houston. I'm just saying. That's where he should go. He could also be pretty good on the Spurs if they wanted to bring in just like a heady veteran point guard straight away. Tell you where he'd be great, though. Utah. Give me some Freddie Van Vliet of the fighting Van Vliet's in Utah. The problem is I don't think they'll have the money. Uh, who else? D'Lo. D'Angelo Russell. Don't think Utah will be bringing him back. You know me. Not a big D'Lo fan. Uh, Middleton. Draymond Green. Kyle Kuzma. Jeremy Grant. So Fred Van Vliet. He's gone. Sorry, Toronto. Unless, like, they go, all right, fuck it. We'll just keep giving you money, Fred. D'Lo, can't imagine the Lakers bring him back. He was unplayable in the playoffs, which is hilarious, especially if they uh, throw the bag at Austin Reeves and, or are forced to throw the bag at Austin Reeves. It's going to make it pretty tough for D'Lo. Middleton, I think he stays. Draymond, I think he stays. 
It'd be a bit of a shock if he didn't. Kuzma, there's an interesting one for Houston. It's like, all right. You'd be playing next to Jabari Smith Jr., Shangoon. You'd basically be taking over what? Jay Sean Tate's role. <laughs> Why not? Sacramento? Nah. Don't know. Indy? Mm. Yeah, I do wonder if Kuzma is just going to go fuck it and get out of uh, Washington. Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant, I think he'll be back in Portland. Bruce Brown, he's going to get the bag, isn't he, somewhere? It'd be a really good spur. Uh, Karis Levert, that's a tricky one. Go back to Indy, Karis. Go back to Indy. Uh, Harrison Barnes, I think he'll return to the Sacramento Kings. Vooch, I think, will be back in the Bulls. Brooke Lopez, that's an interesting one. He's got his title. Who knows where he could end up. Yeah, Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertle. I think Toronto should probably try to keep him. Still pretty young. Pretty handy. Uh, Austin Reeves restricted, so we'll see what happens there. Cam Johnson restricted as well. Um, Josh Hart, the player option. Herb Jones has got a team option. Kenny Martin Jr. has got a team option. PJ Hamilton Washington's restricted. Miles Bridges is restricted. Rui Hachimura is restricted. He's not playing FIBA either, so that'll be interesting. Grant Williams is restricted too. So those restricted ones, it's like, cool, there are going to be limits on some of them, like Austin Reeves. Other ones, it would be like, all right, throw the bag at them to the point, force the other team to match or not, or piss off. We'll see what happens. And my favorite one out there, Dylan Brooks. <laughs> Can the Shanghai Sharks afford Dylan Brooks? Uh, there's also a bunch of other sort of mid-level ones, right? Gabe Vincent, Russell Westbrook, uh, Kobe White is restricted, Trey Jones is restricted. Ayo, Dasunmi is restricted. Talon Horton Tucker, THT. He's got a player option. We'll see what happens there. Dennis Schroeder, I am German Rondo. Pat Bev, Nicky Alexander-Walker. He's restricted. Dennis Smith Jr. If you listen to him talk, he's the best point guard out there. Seth Curry. There's an interesting name. Alec Burks. He's got a team option. Struz. Struz and Vincent both being up. It's pretty crazy for Miami. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo. He's got a player option, I think. Yeah, don't they? I'll probably pick that up. Cam Reddish, he's restricted. Josh Richardson, Lonnie Walker, the fourth. Malik Beasley, he's got a team option there for the uh, Lakers. I think they'll probably try to keep him around. Hamadou Diallo. Aussie Matty T, he's restricted up there in Portland. Kelly Oubre. Jace, how the mighty have fallen with Kelly Oubre. Uh, Jingling Joe Ingles. See if he goes back to uh, Milwaukee. Naji Marshall, he's got a team option. George Niang. I feel like someone will pay overpay George Niang. Christian Wood. Don't know if Dallas are really keen to have Christian Wood back. <laughs> Trey Lyles, a.k.a. not Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Paul Reed, basketball Paul. Jalen McDaniel, Xavier Tillman. I think that's been picked up already. Jackson Hayes, he's restricted to Mason Plumley. So some pretty interesting names there. I think... Seth Curry is the sort of dude where if he lands back in, like, Philly or Dallas or in Denver, like, it'd be over if it's end on Denver. But um, Pat Bev, it's an interesting one. Dennis Schroeder is an interesting one. Rusty is an interesting one. They're interesting for the money they'll get. That sort of mid-level exception sort of dude, like, part of the mid-level, that sort of stuff. Because I don't think they're swinging the... Uh, title and that's sort of the big problem there's not any big title swingers i think in this uh class like Kyrie, harden i mean they swing the title i guess if they just go ah fucking i'm leaving 
Like if Harden just goes, yeah, fuck it, I don't care anymore. I'm just going back to Houston. I don't even care if I win an NBA title. Who gives a shit? Do you know how rich I am? Like that kind of vibe. Kyrie would just, you know, could obviously just completely hamstring Dallas and leave Luca high and dry, which would be pretty funny. Middleton bouncing on Milwaukee would be a bit of a problem for the Bucks, but they are. We saw them getting pretty old in front of our eyes. So Draymond, it would leave a pretty big hole for the Warriors. Austin Reeves, I mean, the Lakers would be up shit creek without Austin Reeves. <laughs> but I'd expect the Nets to bring back Cameron Johnson. And, like, if you're the Spurs, wouldn't you throw a bit of a bag at Austin Reeves and just go, yeah, fuck it. Come play with Wemby, bro. It'd be sick. Or if you're Sacramento, just to fuck over the Lakers as much as you can. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, there's the teams with the cap space. Houston, San Antonio, Sacramento, Indy, Detroit, Utah, Orlando, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. No doubt there'll be, you know, teams using their exceptions, all that sort of shit <coughs> coming out the wazoo. But I think uh, as we get towards Friday, it's going to be a bit of chaos. Should be lots of fun. And that's where we'll pick it up. Um, so I think we'll try to do one on Thursday, do a show on Thursday, and, you know, set the table. And then on Friday, we'll try to wrap it all up for you. As, whoa, that was loud. But otherwise, that's it for uh, today. Because I am cooked. I am very sick. Sitting here, sweating like a priest near a preschool. Um, just because of the shakes of the chills I'm getting. They're multiplying. All right, that's it, though, today. Uh, as I mentioned, we'll be back later this week to get into free agency. Talk some fever stuff. Send in your yeah nas as well while I'm out here. Because uh, I'm going to go on holidays in a couple of weeks. So get your yeah nas in. Uh, in the meantime, what else? Check out the NBA uh, fa- socials, right? Facey, Twitter, IG. Oh, yeah. All the good stuff there. Uh, what else? NFL Australia, myself and Gaz. Code bet daily. I haven't been on the last couple of days because I am sick. And it has been a fucking humongous effort just to get around of doing this one. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Uh, what else? NBAstraight.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Check us a rating and review on your podcast app. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever one you use. Come on. Just rate and review it. I don't ask for much. Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. And House Hats, Joshua Delorentis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green Green Green, and Dozers. They're behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show, so smash them all. Bandcamp, Triple Jane Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, Remember, NBA Australia Sports Australian Bands. All right, no skit today. I've got to go have a lay down, so <laughs> I am ruined. All right, we'll catch you later this week, you dickheads. Uh, if you want to hear more of me, just go listen to Kobet Daily. I should be all right tomorrow. Fingers fucking crossed. All right, this is NBA Australia saying look after yourselves, would you? I'm going to go have a lay down and look after myself. Oh, poor Jim. He's just a bit of a mess. All right, laters and...